from Mount Vernon Studios. This is the Made in MV podcast, where we talk about how we are designing a better world right here, right now, through inquiry, innovation, and impact. I'm your host, Michelle Cook. Today, I'm excited to welcome an MV class of 2025 student to the podcast to share his story about a newly found passion that is turning into a powerful catalyst for learning and impact. Welcome, Colin. Colin Maher. Hi, how are you uh, today? Good, great. Thank you for being here. Can you start by telling us your story? Uh, maybe by starting when you made the decision or your family made the decision to come to Mount Vernon. I can. So uh, I came to Mount Vernon around well, in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I was at the Skank School, and prior to that, I was at Holy Innocence. But uh, when I came in fifth grade, what stood out to my parents about Mount Vernon is the uh, innovative learning, project-based learning too, and also the real-world problems that we uh, like base stuff on and learn about. Um, and that's what stuck out, and that's why I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Well, what I loved about what you said is the real-world um, kind of problem-solving and the mm-hmm. and the access to and the opportunity to work um, kind of in real-world solution problem-solving settings. I think that is such a great segue. Um, when we think about um, solutions to problems, creating real-world um, scenarios, working in the real world, to to this project that you're working on, that has that has um, when I found out about it, I was I said you have to be on the podcast and share this story. <laughs> um, the whole Mount Vernon community should know about it, and outside of Mount Vernon, Atlanta and Georgia. Um, and, you know, beyond should know about it. So can you tell us what you're working on? Um, and, and, and we can get into more details, but what is, what is the big project that you're working on right now? So the big project that I'm working on right now is a 5k charity run. Uh, and I started planning it around this summer, but I had the idea, uh, actually last school year. Um, but right now I'm working on, uh, things is like, the racing company, like talking with them. I'm working with the city of Sandy Springs with permitting and all that. But the overall vision of my race is to benefit the children at the Lake Forest Elementary School, not too far from the Mount Vernon community. Um, and I'm also working with the charity Shoes That Fit, which I thought was a perfect charity because of how they work closely with the schools. They figure out the, sh- the size of the shoes for the kids and they buy them new pairs of shoes. Um, and the, I guess, bigger vision of the whole race is to buy new shoes for children who can't afford them and who are economically disadvantaged. Um, and I think that Shoes That Fit achieves that really well. And what I'll do is I'll raise the money for that and I'll give it to Shoes That Fit. And then they'll work closely with the school to make sure that every child there is being, I guess, aided with it. So that is amazing. And I want to unpack it carefully because mm-hmm. <laughs> you, in that, in that project, there are so many layers. Mm-hmm. So, Let's maybe start with running. So, um, so you are going to take on this challenge of creating a brand new charitable 5K. Yes. Um, but my guess is you probably wouldn't have done that if you didn't already or discover a passion about running in yourself. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit about running and your, your background with running? I can. So I love to run. I ran my first 5K around like in second grade which was the dyslexic dash, which I ran that with uh, Skank School. Um, and I did that every year that I was there. Um, and then now at Mount Vernon, 
uh, I started to run track. I started running track in eighth grade or like end of eighth grade. Um, and now right now we're in the midst of our cross country season coming to an end. Um, and then I'm getting ready for my indoor season. And then soon after that, the outdoor season. But my love for running um, is why I created the 5K charity race, because I thought it corresponded with that. And also why I chose to donate shoes. Um, but I love to run. It's I think it's fun. And then it also decompresses sometimes yourself in your mind. Yeah. So your first 5K in second grade, that's second impressive. Grade, yes. <laughs> Do you remember your time? Um, I think it was 30 flat around there. It okay. Was, and what's your current 5K time? Um, 18 flat. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, and in track, I know that the cross-country team is doing really well. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so can you give us just a quick update on the season? Uh, for cross-country? Yep. So as of recently, we just made it. Uh, qualified for state, so we'll be um, going over to Carrollton for two days, uh, and we'll be competing there with the Mount Vernon and also the uh, Georgia community. Congratulations. Thank you Congratulations. so much. So your love for running um, was kind of the natural, uh, I guess, catalyst for um, for organizing a charitable 5K. When you mentioned all of the layers, mm-hmm. so it's not a small feat to organize a race that doesn't exist. Maybe um, can we start with, in your process, what was the first step? How did you um, say, okay, I want to do this? And then how did you take the idea into an action plan? So the first step, I was just talking to my dad. I was like, I want to create a nonprofit. And also I want to create a race uh, to donate, to create a charity. But I first started by going onto the Sandy Springs website and I looked up how to do, or just Google, how do I create a 5K race? And it populates a bunch of answers and all this. Um, But I was just looking through each one and seeing what I have to do. And then after that, I went onto the Sandy Springs website and they do a really good job on like creating your own event um, and they help you with that. So that's what I first did is I filled out an application form, put in all my information. Um, I put it in during the summer but it turns out that the system was down for a while. So then we had to call the um, people at the city so that now we're working closely with them and it's things are going well. So permitting and making sure that you have a, a race course that um, is approved by the city. Correct. Because we run on the streets and we need to make sure that um, there's you know police support. Police support, everyone's safe. And having also EMS on site, so keeping people safe after the race and before the race. Yeah. Um, so so tell me, uh, tell us a little bit about, um, you had the idea you started the permitting process. It seems like persistence is a quality that that is important in this mm-hmm. um, in this endeavor because yes. <laughs> government systems can can be, be a down. Slow. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. Sounds um, sounds about right. Um, what about um, other other? Because it seems like there was there's so many um, layers to the project. So when did um, when did you engage? Uh, Mount Vernon, because Mount Vernon plays a part in this as well. So I engaged Mount Vernon. So during, I guess, the end of the summer, cross-country practice, like summer training had just started um, because it happens near the end. But I was running with Coach Brown, um, and we were talking, and I mentioned I was going to plan a 5K race, and I was in the midst of doing that. Um, And then a few days later, she had sent out an email uh, I was a part of with Ms. Lundstrom, and we talked about 
maybe having a school partner, and she was really excited about how I came up with the idea to um, help the Lake Forest Elementary School and benefit the community. Um, and then after that, she led me to Mr. Winslow, and then everything took off from there. That's amazing. So for those that don't know, can you share when the race is going to be and where it's going to be? I can. So the race will be on February 18th, 2023. It'll be located in the start and finish will be at the Mount Vernon School. And the race loop is pretty flat and it's also USATF certified, which means it can qualify you for the Pucci Road Race if you run a great time. Very cool. So you mentioned a really important um, aspect, um, you know, the, the logistics of the race, where it's going to start and stop. Um, getting the permitting, all of those pieces are uh, important. You started to touch on the qualifier. So in order for it to be a qualifier, it seems like maybe you needed to find another partner. I did. Tell me about that. I needed to find a good race partner that helps me like make sure everything's unorganized. Everybody has their bibs and tracking times. But I, for that, I chose Runners Fit Raceworks. And what they do is they help set up the big thing that goes over the finish line, mm-hmm. all the fencing for the end and all the timing. So they handle all the, I guess, the logistical stuff for make sure the race is going as planned. But they're actually really well in the state of Georgia. They're number one in the state of Georgia for, I guess, race planning. And then uh, number four in the country for race planning too for that. Amazing. And they also do the timing for the Peachtree Road Race and other great events like that. Very cool. All right. So I'm going to keep a, li- a running list of all the all of the things that you've had to go through. <laughs> so uh, working with the city of Sandy Springs, mm-hmm. working with the Mount Vernon School, mm-hmm. uh, working with Raceworks. Mm-hmm. Um, what we haven't talked about yet is your charitable partner. Yes. So you mentioned Shoes That Fit. Shoes That Fit. Tell us a little bit about um, how that partnership came to be and how you engaged them. So looking at... When I first started the charity, I had to, I mean, when I first started the race planning, I had to choose the perfect charity. So I was looking through a list of all of them and just going on each website, deep diving into each one. And I deep dive into shoes that fit. And I thought they would be perfect for my vision and my mission. Um, and like I said previously, they work well with the schools and they also have good partnerships with people nationally. And that's how they're able to get shoes at a cheaper price or a discounted price so they can help as many kids as possible without having to pay the big prices that there are today. Mm-hmm. So you have a charitable organization, but it seemed like that wasn't enough. You wanted uh, to make a local impact as well. So um, how did you how did you determine um, the beneficiary um, of 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 who would get who would get these mm-hmm. shoes from Shoes That Fit? So the beneficiary of the event is the Lake Forest Elementary School, um, not too far from the Mount Vernon community. But I chose them because uh, I'm looking at their demographics. They're not that. Although Sandy Springs is a wealthy city, there are still the there are still a community where they're not so wealthy, um, and the people there, over sixty five percent of the people there are economically disadvantaged, which means that the 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 government recognizes them where they can the children there can receive free lunches. So the families, their priority isn't to buy new shoes for the children. Their priority is to have a meal on the table in the morning. Um, and I also drive by the school every single day. I drive by there to get to the gym for my training. Mm-hmm. And I want to benefit them 
because a new pair of shoes can boost somebody's confidence. And I know when a bad pair of shoes, it hurts your feet. So when you get a new pair of shoes, it boosts your self-esteem and many other things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So to summarize all of the layers of planning for this event, the permitting through Sandy Springs, the city of Sandy Springs, the um, coordination with the Mount Vernon School, mm-hmm. the race partnership, the charitable partner, and the beneficiary, Lake Forest Elementary School. What have, is there anything we've missed in, in your journey to, <laughs> to create this amazing charitable 5K? So I think the name of the event is called the Coco Classic. Uh, so it's called the Coco Classic because at the end, uh, everyone will receive a, hop of, a cup of hot cocoa uh, served in a Yeti cup that everyone gets to keep, which I think is a cool idea because they're nice Yeti cups, so it keeps your beverage warm. And then also that I've created my own 501c3 nonprofit charity, which basically means that it's like an official charity, which is registered with the IRS. But I did that because after this race, it'll still be annually the race, but I also wanted to create a bigger vision of it, not just races, but I'll expand on more charity and stuff like that. Amazing. So the Coco Classic Charitable 5K, February 18th, 18th everyone that participates, uh, if the it will be a qualifier for the Peachtree Road Race. Mm-hmm. And pretty flat course, too. Nice. Um, and if you finish, cross the finish line, you will get a hot cup of hot chocolate mm-hmm. in a Yeti cup that you get to keep. Correct, with the Coco Classic logo on. Awesome. And... Um, and is there any prizes for you know the fastest finishers or any anything like that? There are. So there are some big prizes at the end for the top finishers. I guess there's two age groups because we don't want the young kids knocking out all mm-hmm. the old, older people. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm working with Bose uh, Audio Corporation for big prizes and finalize at the end. So that is an aspect we didn't talk about, which was corporate sponsorships. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. So as any big race would would have it, um, mm-hmm. there's always normally some sort of a corporate sponsor associated. There is. So I'm working with a couple. I'm looking to work with a couple uh, corporate sponsors, and I'm sending out a bunch of emails and sending them all that. So um, I'll go into more depth once I get more information on that. Amazing. So for those that are listening, um, there's there's a couple things. One, um, where can they register uh, if, if people are interested in running the race? Um, can you tell us a little bit? So you can register. I've created my own website. Um, it's called runcococlassic.com. Uh, and on there, you can donate. You can register. You can find more information about the race. And also, if you have any questions, you can email support at, co- at runcococlassic.com. And then if there are corporate sponsors out there that might be listening or somebody that knows a corporate sponsor that might want to get involved, um, would they reach out to you at... Um, at support at runcococlassic.com. Support at runcococlassic.com. Mm-hmm. Well, Colin, this is amazing. Thank you so um, much for having me on. What we typically do... I have one more question before we wrap up, and that is... Um, so... 
we started our conversation and you said when you came to Mount Vernon, um, something that you and your family liked was the fact that uh, there's project-based learning, um, real-world application. And I think that this story is as real-world as it gets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And I love that there is an impact. I think that um, this story, why I loved it so much, is that it seems like it truly embodies kind of what Mount Vernon's all about. Mm, I agree with that. Um, Inquiry, innovation, and impact. is there is there also a, a, a correlation between your your desire to do this to to make an impact to have a, a project of this magnitude um, related to your involvement in Boy Scouts? Um. So yes. So as a Boy Scout, I'm working towards my Eagle, which is the highest rank mm-hmm. in Scouts. And with that, this will be my Eagle Scout project. As I was looking more into my Eagle Scout project. As I was also doing this at the same time. Yeah. So that fit together perfectly. Nice. Okay. So at the end of podcasts, what we typically do is something that we do at Mount Vernon a lot, um, a visual mm-hmm. thinking routine. I would love if you can give us a like, a wish, and a wonder about your experience around this project. Mm-hmm. So what do you like about it? What do you, what do you wonder? What do you wish? So I like how um, I'm helping out the community, um, I'm benefiting people, and then also getting people involved in Mount Vernon to help with this and even help with the community even more. Mm, great. And uh, I wonder? Um, I wonder how I can bring this to a bigger scale in the future and what I can do to um, achieve that. And a wish. I wish um, I knew a lot more information before this, but now I've learned a lot, and I definitely think that I can do this again. Amazing. Colin, thank you so much for sharing this inspirational so story, <laughs> and I hope that um, that everyone comes out to the race mm-hmm. again. Tell us February 18th, 18th, 2023, at the Mount Vernon School, start and finish. Amazing. And register at um, runcococlassic.com. Thanks so much, Colin. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. We hope you feel inspired. And remember, start with questions, fail up, share the well, assume the best, and always have fun. The Made at MV podcast is an original podcast hosted by me, Michelle Cook, produced by Mount Vernon Upper School students and features music by the amazing Maggie Sims, MV class of 2023. Check out her EP, Stay, on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere you stream your music.